Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 144. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have off-road Slurpee Andy. Uh, not a Slurpee today. Oh. You saw me come in with the 7-Eleven cup, and you just assume? Yeah, I did. Wow. It was melted. It was pretty hot yesterday, so I understand yeah. if you had a Slurpee. We also have Tony Katz. Yes. Yes, we do. Drinking a Truly. Oh. Tony Truly Katz. <laughs> And that other voice you heard, you heard him last week. We brought him back. Cooch! Thanks for having me back, everybody. Very hey. excited to be here. The uh, the people spoke, and they are fans. They it's not just out. the people spoke. The views spoke also. Mm-hmm. Well, beginner's luck. We'll see how it goes this time. You guys <laughs> might kick me out of here. <laughs> protests. <laughs> Within so two episodes. We somehow got negative views. Yeah. I'm waiting to get the text message. Yeah, so... We're going to have to let you go, buddy. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. not. I had a good time. Like a 10-day so. contract. Yeah. Your health insurance yeah. will last through the end of the month, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, now I know when to hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, this is the sports podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. But uh, let's just dive right on in, and shall we kick things off with some uh, baseball talk really quick? Yeah, I think we should, because there's not much going on, because the season has ended. But kind of over. Last week, we talked about this big scandal with the uh, Astros and sign stealing. And I mean, it's still an ongoing story. There's going to be an investigation. And well, we gave you the full breakdown last week. So you should be abreast of what's going on. But if you're not, uh, I think there was a few more things that happened this week. Anthony, you were mentioning about what um, Commissioner was saying. Yeah, he said uh, basically, like, they're definitely looking into it. And they said that if they do find them guilty, it will be. Uh some big time punishments. So it'll be interesting to see what those end up being. And especially cause it's like, you know, it's not like this is like the Royals or something like this is the team that's probably been overall the most dominant team over the last three years, other than, I mean, you could, up there with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers haven't won, but the Dodgers have been to the world series just as many times as the Astros have the last three years, but it, well, it would be a big they, blow. They got a lot of talent too. Yeah, One exactly. of the most talented teams in the And majors. then it's like, you give that, talent and advantage by letting them know what's coming it's it makes them almost unfair yeah i heard a few um new revelations this week that may have happened i was watching today actually right before i we i came over here uh about puig and bellinger talking about how they they knew it yeah they were just they, can, they could uh, sense it in the 20 typically World tell series. when uh players opposing players are very good at times knowing when other opponents seem to have something going on or an advantage, because I always remember back to the football days when it was the Saints and Cardinals when they had the when Kurt Warner even spoke out and said it felt like they were trying to actually hurt me out there. And then you go find out that the Saints coach had like bounties out and basically was telling his guys, Hey, if you injure this guy, here's a bonus or whatever. Bounty gate. Yeah. So I mean you and it's crazy because I remember Warner coming out and saying, like, you know, it wasn't like they were just tackling me. Like, they were trying to hurt me. Yeah. And then you find to hear that, you know, they were trying to hurt him. Well, if you've played any football, you know, no, know you talk but... about injury reports, and that's a part of the game, what you talk about. Once you bring incentives into it, oh, yeah. then it, it does, I but guess, cross a... the line. But Greg Williams was was a maniac at that point in time. Let's, let's, yeah. let's test his knee out, telling yeah. all of his guys. Yeah. Um, but I was hearing this week that, uh, well, obviously, and if you guys have seen the videos of – um, like the 2017 World Series, like hype video, 
when they're showing the little in the back of the dugout where they've yeah. got the they have the, the, the trash the, can the, the trash can and the towels covering um, the c- cables and stuff like that. But I heard some stuff today in regards to that they even may have had buzzers on. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't look into it, but I did see it. And I mean, you are going at length to get a. Uh, uh, advantage against the rules like that's not just hitting the trash can oh yeah that well, is a going. whole nother level and they have, apparently have emails from scouts um talking about how they're gonna get an advantage and so yeah that's that's bad again we yeah. said it last week but terrible for the game yeah no, we'll you see. could see the monitors in those videos in that yeah. little hallway i don't know what that if that means anything but you definitely do see that there's yeah, computer like we, monitors set like up we've said they're gonna need yeah. like the hard hard evidence to finally get something so whether that means more people speak out or whether they do find more clues and they finally get to the point where it's like no it's blatantly obvious you guys were doing this and if they do it'll be uh i'll be very interested to see what those penalties are i mean i don't know if it ends up being because who do you have to, i mean you have to go after what the, the coach the general manager i mean you well, can't it depends on the extent of who knew i mean if there were if there was executives exchanging emails in regards yeah, to true. getting that advantage, then you're going to well, have I mean, to go and, deep. And if, what if it is something too that most of it was just put together by the players? I mean, what are you going to do? To, I mean, you can't. I feel like you can't penalize all those guys. No, there's no way. They just extended Guriel yeah. for another year. They're giving guys contracts right now. Yeah, the players will, will be fine. Yeah. yeah, they will be. But uh, I mean, it'll be uh, it'll be the coaching staff that I think gets hit hard. I mean, and it comes to the point where it's like, is it just going to be a suspension or are we looking at bans? Well, it might include former coaches, which is interesting as well. Because Carlos Beltran was involved, I so heard. Beltran, Alex, Alex Cora. Cora was the bench coach. Ooh. Where's and he at he, again now, Boston? He Austin. beat the Dodgers the next year in the World Series. Yep. And were they using any of those techniques oh, as well? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But they also, the Red Sox beat the Astros in the 2018 ALCS. It's like, True. Yeah, what all sorts there? of weird Were they stuff. both cheating on each other? <laughs> they, oh, wow. could, they, they both they knew. combined yeah. strategies and they came up with the uh, banging on the trash can. Camera in center field. You know, strumming on a streetlight. Yeah. Strumming on a streetlight. <laughs> yeah. Doug for you. Doug funny reference. Well, yeah, I don't, I, I have a feeling we won't talk too much baseball until we hear what the hell is going to happen with the investigation. But luckily we live in America. So um, they have to be proven guilty, not proven innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, in better news for Dodger fans, Bellinger, NL MVP, we wanted to talk about that. We got our both our Southern California teams represented the best players in their respected sides this year, NL, AL. We got uh, Cody Bellinger and Mike Trout. Both MVPs. So yeah, I like I like what Trout did by uh, playing for like a, a bad team that couldn't disappoint you in the playoffs. Oh, there's nothing but yeah. good good feelings. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. like the Bellinger stuff's kind of conflicted. It's like oh, but if you did this one more thing, if you just hit one home run in that series, they would have beat the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, he had a tough so. World Series. Also, I, what I also liked was that Trout edged out a Houston Astro, shooting sure Houston Astro. Yeah. yeah, he did. Trout's just a man of the game. Too. You know, you can't. He's like, I don't need to cheat. Can you imagine Mike Trout was cheating? 80 home runs? No. He, no. 212 RBIs? No, he he did subway commercials. Batting 617, probably? He's an honest guy. <laughs> yeah, he is an honest guy. You can, can tell Mike Trout genuinely loves the game. Like, the guy has won three, three more MVPs than playoff wins. He's zero yeah. playoff wins, three MVPs, which is impressive. I'd like to look at all the sports. And, and all the guys million. Have, dollars. And all, yeah. <laughs> Not bad. And all the guys that have won MVP, multiple MVPs, I'd be, I guarantee they have more playoff wins than multiple MVPs. To have... Three MVPs and zero playoff wins is very impressive. Yeah. Well, it's only something you're ever going to see in baseball because the playoffs are so much more limited. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess that first round is only five games. Yeah. I mean, he only went once and it was a three-game sweep. Yeah. But if he was playing basketball, there's no way. The Angels would have been like the seventh seed a lot of years and stuff like that. They've they've been okay. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball's tough to make Tougher to get in. Tougher to get in. 
Yeah. But, well, well, it's nice to keep the MVPs in SoCal. It's going to be good for a lot of years, I hope, if the Angels can get some sort of pitching. I would love to see. I mean, how nice would a freeway series World Series be? It'd be good. I think uh, Joe Buck would have a meltdown. You think so? I think think, uh, a lot of those... uh, just the, the Fox executives, East Coast bias. Yeah, just all that stuff. I think it'd be hard for them. We really should see that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. But. Well, we'd like to see it. So yeah. screw you, Joe Buck. Yeah, sorry, Joe. It'd also be hilarious that every game would start at five o'clock while no one's back from yeah. work yet. Yeah, yeah. Everybody like, can. Well, well, you know, they can get we, to see a lot of games. So they'll figure it out. Those people yeah. will get work off. Yeah, you make your yourself available. Um, all right, well, should we move into some college football? Yeah, college football. We had, uh, as we always kept saying, as the weeks would go on, more and more crazy stuff would happen. And this week, we uh, got a pretty bad injury. As Tua Tagalogaloa. We know what you're talking about. Tua guy. Tua. He had a pretty nasty injury, and he is out for the year. Hip injury. and Fractured his hip. Fractured his hip, which I imagine doesn't feel good. Noah won't be dancing for a while. He was strumming yeah. his ukulele in the uh, oh he was in the in the in the hospital bed though, so I think he's doing okay. So, no, yeah. that was the That's strum right. of "I'm going to the league still." Yeah, he, yeah, that was "I'm going to make millions no matter what" strum. Yeah, but so, that, was, uh, that was I mean it is hip, a bummer a because now it makes things very interesting because I believe it's set up that in the SEC championship game it will be LSU versus Georgia. So it it's, it might not this injury might not have any implications at all because Alabama couldn't. They needed LSU to lose to get into that uh, title game, and LSU's schedule is really weak the rest of the year. Yeah, so what I'm getting at, though, is so if Alabama's five right now, Georgia, let's say, plays LSU and they're one. Let's say everything stays the same. Let's say it stays LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. And then let's say Georgia does play LSU and LSU beats them. Here's my thing. Without Tua, is the committee really going to have Alabama move up, or is it going to be the winner of I think what is even, probably going to be Oregon, Utah? Even right. with, even with him – they would then move that team above, and or I they agree. would move Oklahoma. Oh, you think so? Even with them, oh, Oklahoma. Even but. with him not being, or even with so him being think, healthy, I think they would wait, have done that. Well, Oklahoma being a is the though. Do they have a Big Twelve? They don't have a title game. It's just so one conference. If Oregon, let's say, beats Utah, or Utah beats Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, you think they would jump Oklahoma over them? I could. I would see, think so. Well, but. Strength of schedule is tough. Alabama didn't play too many people this year. Not that Oregon. Played too many people, although they played Auburn and a few other good teams in the Pac-12. But they're sitting at six right now. Yeah. And so if they can win out and win a Pac-12 championship game, yeah. how, how how important is that championship game victory in the minds of? Well, I think the what helps them too is together. if Utah stays at seven. If that's a matchup of the yes. Pac-12 championship of so, six versus seven, I think it does mean something. Where's the Oklahoma right now? Eight or nine? I think they're right outside of the top six, maybe in the nine spot. I think they stayed in the nine spot. Wasn't the Baylor no Baylor was Minnesota was eight Minnesota was eight and which That's lost right. we're gonna get to yeah that in a so second. two undefeateds did lose Minnesota yeah, and Baylor yeah Minnesota Correct. and Baylor did both lose which Minnesota effectively knocks them out of the race Minnesota here. had a good yeah. game but Iowa was able to outdo them and then uh, Oklahoma came back twenty points yeah down, Baylor's right? the one that screwed that up Baylor was up thirty one to three and ended up losing so you know it's a bummer I like Minnesota I did not realize. That PJ Fleck was PJ Fleck because he was at where before Western Kentucky or no Western uh, Michigan Western Michigan guy had hair before <laughs> now he doesn't have hair thought I'd never seen him in my life was watching the game they played some replays of him at Western Michigan guy had hair just shaved his head fooling yeah. everybody I had no clue <laughs> but he's a pretty damn good coach put a couple good teams together at uh, Eastern Michigan or Western Michigan 
I'm never going to get it right. But <laughs> I think it was Western. Western. Uh, did you guys see the end of that game when uh, he ran onto oh, the middle a, of the he's field? He's a very hyper coach. Across the other side of the hash marks to get his guys. It was a fourth and like fourth and four inside the ten yard line. His quarterback puts the ball right on the receiver's hand. Receiver drops it, gets blasted after the whistle, so they throw a personal foul. PJ Fleck comes running across the field like a Tasmanian devil. Across the hash marks to the other hash marks, he gets another flag. <laughs> so since they were differentiating differentiating different different penalties at different times, the other team gets the ball uh, instead of the first and goal on the five yard line like it was supposed to be. So he t- cost his team that game. Wow! If you watch that by getting up, and they lit- they did not say on the sideline warning. They said personal foul, head coach Minnesota, wow. and that's what lost them that game. Well. Who knows if they would have scored, yeah. but wild sequence of events um, that goes on when your coach is running across the middle of the field. Um, and I'm sure he feels terrible about that. I didn't see the post game, but uh, yeah, you kind of cost your team there a little bit, PJ. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a big time, I've, from what I've seen, an emotional, big time emotions coach. I mean, I saw when after they beat Penn State, he came charged into the locker room and like basically crowd surfed with his teammates, which is awesome. Cool. It's cool having a coach with energy like that because I feel like it just, Brings you out more when you have coaches like that. You want like a that. guy like that. You want like a little like a Mike Tomlin or like a Pete Carroll type coach that can get you going. Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron. Yeah. It's a good one too. Yeah, it's definitely nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see where uh ends up happening. I mean, it always, like we said, it always, there always ends up being some big dramatic thing in the last week, you know, when you play, maybe you play a cupcake team and you end up just not bringing it that day and you lose or... There's an upset because what gets interesting is obviously if Georgia were to defeat LSU in the SEC championship, LSU, I don't think even drops out of the top four. I think they would go to four, which then would be interesting because then maybe you have an Ohio State versus LSU first round, which I mean, I think that's what people want to see in the finals right now. I would say Clemson's got a bye this week. Yeah. So they're going to squeak their way in. Oh, Clemson's not going anywhere. Clemson Clemson have a bye the rest of the season? Clemson. Yeah, Clemson's going to be the four seed. I mean, well, the four I mean, seed. They're going to be a top four. They play four. like Western Connecticut this weekend. Yeah. Who does? Alabama always yeah. does that. Saban yeah. always up front loads his schedule and then plays some shit school at the end. That's, yeah, like, that's what I feel like it's usually do. it's like the Citadel, too. Yeah, right? the they, Citadel, uh, something <laughs> like that. But this year it's Western Connecticut, who uh, i never even seen Western Connecticut play, play football. So. I'm I mean, sure. regular Connecticut is shit. So. What? Yeah, regular UConn's <laughs> shit. So I can't imagine what Western Connecticut's doing. Yeah. Maybe there'll be an Evansville, or, uh, yeah. Evansfield, uh, Evansville upset again. Speaking of it, I mean, is that it for college football? Well, we do have a big game. Penn State, Ohio State is this weekend. So yeah. that's kind of an elimination game, I would think, that if, if Penn State does beat Ohio State somehow upset – uh, that would knock Ohio State out of the lead in their division. They would talk to them out of top four, too. It would yeah, take them out of the playoffs because they would have to drop to, like, seven That would really shake some stuff up. So it, yeah, it, it seems to be working out pretty well where, like, the, the championship games are going to be used to eliminate some teams. But there is that still that scenario of Georgia beating LSU and both teams still making the playoff, which has happened pretty often, actually, with the SEC, where the where a lose, like a, someone who doesn't win the SEC still gets in the playoff. Like, it's happened a couple times already. Yeah. Um, obviously when, uh, Alabama and Georgia played that title game that happened. So, yeah, it's possible. It is. I would say if LSU wins out, Joe Burrow's the shoe in Heisman. I think he already is. I, I saw something that showed even uh, if they lose it, even if they lose Georgia, I don't see who's going to talk. Yeah. Especially with Tua getting out. hurt now, they already showed like a thing and it went that he was like a few months ago, a couple months ago was like 
like he started off the season like 201 back in like off season, like when the, the votes first came out. And then when the season started, I think it was like 75 to one. And then it was like 50 to one. Then it was like 20 to one. And then now it's like minus a thousand or minus 2000 oh, or something. So Vegas ridiculous. has got him locked down. Already. Oh yeah. But what's crazy is I don't know if you remember this last year when it was between Tua and Murray, how Tua was like the big favorite. And then every week it slowly went down more and more until all of a sudden Murray, it was like head to head. And then all of a sudden people were like, well, wait a minute, that's dropped a lot. Like I think it's Tua's not going to get it after right. all. And I think a lot of that maybe had to do with the schedule. I yeah. mean, that's what happens. I mean, it hurts Alabama MVPs, be- I mean, MVPs, Heisman's because of that schedule, I think. Yeah. You know, the yeah. committee really does look at that and say like, okay, yeah, you put Who'd up you all beat? these crazy numbers, Who'd but, you, you know, you did it against your Western Connecticut's and your Citadels and stuff like that when maybe Kyler Murray's going and doing that against Texas and Well, it's nice. it's nice when you have a Heisman race where it jumps around. Like, beginning of the year, we thought we were going to have our third Oklahoma quarterback in a row win the Heisman, right? The way Jalen Hurts was playing. Yeah. But it's nice to um, to not always have that shoe in to, to see I, a guy I, actually battle and, and win a Heisman Trophy. And I will say, when uh, some people were considering Chase Young as well, he yeah, knocked himself and that, out. And so. That's what I was going to say. By the way, for that Ohio State Penn State game, is he? Remember yeah. we were talking about that. The okay. game they gave him an extra game. That was this last week. He's going to be back in action against Penn State. All right. Well, that doesn't look good for Penn State. No, not at all. Well. uh that, I think, does it for college football. Shall we mosey on to some basketball, something I uh, can even yes. indulge in. Yes. Carmelo Anthony is back. Yes, he is. And now, uh, uh, He came in firing, but uh, he's slowed down. He still has seven points. Okay. Three for ten right now with one three-pointer. What, how much time's left in the game? You got a whole other quarter. You got a minute 20 oh, okay. left in the third. I and think the over-under in Vegas for that prop bet was, was like 10 and a half. It was right? 10. And that's 10? Really exactly what I was oh. going to say. It was 10 and a half. And uh, they, uh, it's a nine-point game right now. Reading it, but his point total was 10 and a half. So. Oh, I see what you mean. So, yeah, like, yeah, and I was yeah. looking many, at it. was the prop bet. A lot How many of people, points would he score? A lot of people huh. were, uh, you know, everybody was arguing on, like, this Barstool Bets site. I mean, uh, Instagram. And they were saying, like, everyone was like, oh, over easy under easy and he's had five points in the first like few minutes so it looked like oh it was gonna be good yeah, but then he, he obviously slowed down what they what they say tw- he was gonna play 20 minutes so that's the thing is i don't he's know, I know 17 he's, right now he started. Oh, shit. he's got he's got a chance then if they if they need him late he's still out there he's still playing right now oh they just hit a three two it looks like or something but anyway yeah well uh wait never mind i think i'm looking at this wrong he's listed as a starter but i think the people in bold are out there I don't know. I don't look at this very often. Yeah, I don't even know what you're looking at. Yahoo. Yahoo Sports. Well, we don't want to give people live oh, updates yeah. on a game that's long over. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have him back. I mean, that's true. I, I remember watching his when he went on with Stephen A. Smith talking about how he was blackballed from the NBA. You don't want to see that. That guy, I, I'm a huge Carmelo Anthony fan, so I think he's a legend. I don't think I he's... would love to see him win something. But yeah. You know, I don't know about the. And you whole already did. Two thousand three, uh, Jerry McNamara and Carmelo teamed <laughs> yeah, up for the, in Syracuse, huh? That was fun. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. Seemed like he, he really like grew into himself. Right. Yeah, I think he won something at Oak, Oak Hill Academy too. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. He hasn't. He hasn't won nothing in his career. Just in his NBA career. Maybe he should have passed the ball a little bit more at the beginning. I don't know. I'm not a you know. I'm not a coach. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just outside looking in. Although not many people have been able to just get buckets like Carmelo Anthony. He is. Uh, he is one of a kind, that's for sure. It's good to see him back. Yeah, and uh, who are excited to see. And I looked into this this morning, and I'm seeing earliest is about two weeks from today is Zion. 
Ooh, Zion. Zion. Correct. December, I think, 2nd or whatever. Forgot day about Zion. Ridiculous. Just push them to Christmas. That'll be our present. Yeah. They do play on Christmas this year, too, I think right? so, yeah. Yeah, they've got to play. Don't they play the Lakers on Christmas this year? That sounds right. That yeah. does sound right. I think they right. played the Lakers on Christmas this year, because I remember marking that game, which is, I mean, the Lakers playing the Lakers pretty much with Brandon Ingram and Lonzo. Well, Ball. none of those guys oh, play anymore. Yeah. yeah, they're all well, injured, Ingram's too. Been, uh, Ingram had a good couple games this year. I think yeah. he dropped 40 in one game. No shit. Yeah, he was yeah. definitely their mm-hmm. leading scorer, but... Well, he, Ball, and Hart are all out right now. Yeah, really? They haven't played. <laughs> How'd that work out for so, you? So, uh, we're wrong. <laughs> I just looked at the Christmas schedule. Oops. Clippers Pelicans, Lakers, huh? it's Clippers-Lakers yeah. at five. Okay, I, I thought that was it. Five Pacific sure. for you uh, listeners in the East Coast. The uh, nine and five Clippers and the 11 and two Lakers. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. oh, Andy, <laughs> careful. <laughs> Andy could kick you from there. And uh, He's got a tailbone injury. Remember, he's yeah. on the IR. Good he can't pull, be kicking uh, anybody. The Pelicans <laughs> play the Nuggets that night, which... Could be a good game. It's in Denver, so I I don't know. But those young guys should be able to run around out there in the altitude. Yeah, Jokic doesn't understand the concept. What uh, what I like is at uh, 2 o'clock on Christmas Day, and I don't know if this schedule has changed a lot because 2 o'clock is typically the game I feel like people don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that game will be a disaster. Eric Pascal. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the other one. Now D'Angelo's out for a couple months too, right? That's got to be just what an attitude problem. Just, just shooting too much. He, he was, yeah, he was talking shit on the veterans in the locker room again, or what happened there? The but worst record in the NBA. That's terrible. Ouch. I mean, God. I don't even. I don't feel bad at all. Actually, no I was going to say no I feel bad, does. but let me take that back immediately. They need to lose a little bit. Draymond this Green needs to needs a little reality check. No kidding. Uh, Paul George, Andy, how excited are you about that name? Yeah, it's pretty uh, fun to see him out there. Uh, I'd like to see him out there with Kawhi, but management. have they played together yet? <laughs> no. Are you serious? No, they so, scored the 150-point I mean, so, game without Kawhi? Yeah, so Kawhi, Kawhi actually did hurt his knee. Like, he, he banged his knee. So it's not just load management that, that he's been out in the last few games. Um, I don't know if he's, just, three. if he's just a broken person. and I don't know, and he'll get it back for the playoffs. But it's definitely disappointing that he's they haven't played together yet. But Paul George doesn't seem to need him. He's... Like, his points per minute have been crazy. I think he had 30-something in 20 minutes in the second game, and the first game was same thing, 30 minutes, thirty points in 24 minutes. Clutch three last night. Yeah, and then last night had the, the big shot. But that's not an impressive win. They beat they barely beat the Thunder, needed a late three yeah. at the end. And my only thing with that with the Thunder is that I feel like some of those players came into the building a little – inspired last night like chris paul <laughs> chris paul gildas alexander i'm just saying like chris paul's playing with an absolute shit team mm-hmm. yeah, for his standards and you know a veteran like him wants to go into the big dog's house especially a team he used to play for a coach he used to play for and you know try to put on a good show and he's good enough to make some stuff happen and obviously gildas alexander wants to be out there wanting that franchise to regret trading him <laughs> and he's a sweet canadian boy andy's favorite player well neither him or galinari had like a big game yeah but um, I'm just saying. it was it was a it was a, a bad I didn't watch it. The Thunder though, some other if reasons. I'm not mistaken, weren't they seven and five or five and seven? The five and seven. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're five not, and seven. They're not doing as they're bad. They're not terrible. They, they've got they've thought. got some players. Uh, Shea has actually been really good. Yeah, he's, he's kind of taking that when, step. When you that look at their team, hopes. it's not completely awful. I mean, it's not a playoff team, but it's not. And then when you but when you look at what they have in the future for picks, and like I said, I still believe they're going to deal. Chris Paul around the deadline. Yeah, they need, for I think maybe they need to roll over everything they have into more future stuff. And well, let's just, pray for Chris Paul's sake that they do. 
Well, but, absolutely. You know, Iguodala's not even playing. I don't well, think Iguodala's so going to be a Laker. Iguodala's going to be a Laker soon enough. I have that gut feeling myself. Maybe he's, he's going to be. He's going to come in for Kawhi Patrol. Oh. That's what I'm hearing. He's coming in strictly for Kawhi Patrol. I would they're going to let him. They're going to let him get Patrol some long time load. <laughs> forget. Yeah, he's 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 going to get that long term load management. They're going to give him a couple months off. Honestly, and the Lakers are going to sign Kawhi him. Control. I think I'd Patrol. I'd rather almost have him on George. Well, okay, whatever. I mean, Kawhi's a good shooter. I think that's who you're scared of, right? That's yeah. who you're scared so of. He's going to leave Terrence Mann wide open. No, <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> you can have uh, LeBron can take a lot or something. Or LeBron maybe LeBron wants George. I don't know. Well, Avery Bradley I mean, is not a bad defender, too. I think he's a little... Avery Bradley's yeah. a great defender. KCP can come in and lock a few guys yeah. down. Not as big as those guys, but... Yeah, it's... I mean... I don't know. That's, I, that's I need my to see prediction. Some, I need to see some results from the Lakers. Have they really played all that well defensively? Oh, yeah, they have. They have. hundred. Yeah. They're... At, Points against it. average is 100 <laughs> points a game right now. See, that's which is ridiculous. Here's it's the thing. Frank Vogel works for it. I'll, I'll give him at least two years. That'll work. And then it'll probably be over. But that's all they need is. Well, LeBron's not going to be there in two years. So that's what, that's what I mean. system anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like that kind of system, you get players. They'll play hard for a while. And then, then they're over it. And like yeah. those Indiana teams were well, really that, good. I mean, there's a lot. It's crazy if you look at the points for average this year. It's like I think the Lakers are at like one, 110. The Rockets are at like 113, something ridiculous like that. Just can't stop anybody. But the amount of points being scored is, is just crazy. It's like baseball with the ju- quote-unquote juiced baseballs. Everyone's yeah. in the ball of the park. Everyone's scoring buckets. The game's changed. They're, they're making the rim bigger. They're making the rim bigger. Is that bigger. what you're saying? Yes, it's, that is. They're making the ball smaller, okay. actually. It's not the Maybe rim it's bigger. both. It's the ball smaller. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just increased pace of play. And it's, oh, yeah. it's hard to try to adjust our expectations of like player stats. Right, because it used to be like there were like ten guys who would score twenty a game, and now it's like thirty. Right, um, and then the triple double is kind of it kind of got ruined by Westbrook, but uh, well, I did want to. People yeah. used to talk about a double double. Oh yeah, and now that's. I just, mean, ten rebounds is is, is absolutely nothing. Nothing. And it, Guards it's get obviously ten it's rebounds because a game. For so many people there's because there's more shots. And there's yeah. more shots. Yeah. And it's more long shots too. Well, it is, which is I think another reason why a lot of point guards are getting more rebounds too. And Those then also they come off long. And they changed the rule on offensive rebounds: ten less seconds in the shot clock. Well, you don't have yeah. Yeah. The, the small. You don't have like you don't. There's not too much of a place in the game anymore for like a small Allen Iverson point guard. Yeah. You know, you got Kobe, or you got a LeBron James averaging like twenty four and eleven as a technically a power forward at yeah. six foot eight. Like that's that's ridiculous. You know, a couple years, you know, ten years ago, you didn't think that a guy would be able to do that. Now he's dishing the rock like nobody's business. I mean, he's got guys to go up and get it through that lob to Kuzma the other night. That was ridiculous. But yeah, it's a different game. But I, I, I Kawhi will always scare me because that guy is just a the Terminator is a monster. So he can lock anybody down at any time, I believe, if he's not on the bench for load management. Yeah, damn load management. Yeah. Well, I did want to say about the triple doubles. Uh, yeah. Luka Doncic now already got his sixth on the year. Whoa. And like I said, triple doubles don't mean as much as they did, but it's still really impressive. He, he was the uh, youngest player or the second youngest player. He was or second youngest by yeah. only a few yeah. days, I think, or something to LeBron. To yeah. get a 40-point triple double. Um, and wasn't Kobe or Michael right under that as well? Like that's that's some ser- those are some serious names as a twenty year old to be grouped with. He's averaging twenty nine and a half points a game, too. especially for someone that came out of Europe too. Well, I, mean. I think that's really helping him that he's played since he's been fifteen. He's been playing much, much better competition. Right. Yeah, um, is that something in gonna... AU? He was playing guys that were probably twenty five, yeah, twenty six. Send, yeah. send James Wiseman over to the Spanish leagues and see how <laughs> yeah. he does and prepare Australia. Him. Yeah, um, but that's – I mean, I, I'm 
when he came out, I was still skeptical. I'm like, we know where we know what Aiton and Bagley were going to be. We saw them in college; they're really good, and those kind of big men. It's like you know they're going to produce, and it's like some people are saying, well, he's the best guy in the draft, but there's still risk. And it's like I think it's clear he is the best guy. He, well, he was now, um, yeah. So. I mean, those other guys' sons are doing okay, but Aiton's probably not lived up to the hype. Oh, he's not playing yet. right now, so even still, last year. Yeah, I still I still believe in him, and yeah, both of them are actually out. Aiton with suspension and Bagley's hurt. Well, he's in his uh, second year. He's been getting paid to play for the last five years. So, you know, he's got to produce at some point in time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, today is a historic day. As you're listening to this, yesterday is a historic day. 15 years ago, Malice at the Palace. Metal World Peace. Well, formerly Ron Artest. Ron Artest. <laughs> Metal World Peace didn't do this. Yeah. No. <laughs> he would be disgusted with that guy. <laughs> he was reborn, huh? The gnarliest fight I can it's, ever it's like go back to. One of those fights, and I guess I'll ask you guys the question, at least for me, you all, you remember where you were when that happened Absolutely. type thing. Oh. Like I remember I was, I think, in sixth grade or around, yeah, 15 years ago. So I would have been, no, I, no, it would have been mm. middle school. Would have been about 14, 13 years old. So seventh grade. And, uh, or maybe even the start of eighth grade, but nonetheless, doesn't matter. You were young. You were young. Yeah, you remember. But I, I remember being in my, uh, like, I think it was watching it at my mom's place at the time. And I remember just watching it and just, it was like, oh my God, what is happening? And the one thing, I mean, everybody always obviously talks about Ron Artest going in there. He started it. But what I feel like people don't talk about enough, and I said this earlier today, well, Steven Jackson Steven just absolutely Jackson. clocked that clocking, guy. Clocking, oh my, clocking yeah. customers. Well, he was <laughs> clients. Stuck. He was clocking clients. He wasn't just fighting dudes on the team. He was clocking clients, he paying took customers. His, his jersey up and did that stance, a boxing did. stance, like "Come at me, foo." And you know what I would have done? <laughs> Shit myself. Yeah. Oh, no, that's I what I would. I would not want. I would not want Stephen Jackson coming. So, at me. He's a big man. Yeah. My favorite part was this was towards the end of it, and some guy got on court, like center court. Yeah. And like came up to like Jermaine O'Neal and did like a fight me. And Jermaine O'Neal actually just hits him right in the face and takes him out. And Jermaine O'Neal <laughs> is a thug. Yeah, why would you go too. after him? Like go after like who was the point guard on the team? Like Jamal Tinsley or something? Yeah. Was he still around? It's like I mean, I think Reggie Miller was still around. I would like to yeah, fight Reggie Miller. He was a coach. Yeah. All the big he was motherfuckers were the ones in there throwing blood. You know what's funny too is as you get older, like I mean, I didn't know as well at the time being 13, 14 years old is like that was in Detroit. It makes sense. Oh yeah. I was yeah, but these that were today. not these were not Detroit people. Like these the guy would look like a nerdy white guy that came onto the court. Like yeah, it, those are, there were probably some people in Detroit that could have handled well, that's themselves. That's probably what no, started the downfall of Detroit because you don't yeah. want to go to Detroit now. It's pretty much Fallujah. It's like Baghdad well, also, in Detroit now. So wasn't Detroit? It was in oh. Auburn Hills. Yeah, technic- oh, technicalities. Oh, so Auburn Hills. I don't even know where Auburn Got Hills is. And it's a geography it's major. Detroit. <laughs> Right next to uh, Comerica Park. Yeah, that was it's like was, uh, you know Inglewood is not technically Los Angeles. You know, speaking of Detroit, I have a this is off topic, but it's in Detroit. I have a little history thing that I so I follow an Instagram page called History Photographed. Okay, it's a pretty cool page. It really does show you some cool stuff, and it showed this guy, black and white photo, obviously, uh, who was on the Titanic, and he survived. Oh, Christopher Columbus. Okay. <laughs> oh, not quite. I think that was the Mayflower. Oh, you're right. right. That was the Mayflower. But uh, he survived the Titanic crash. And he lived in the Detroit area, and I guess it was near where the Tigers would play at the time. And he never would go to any of the games or anything because I guess what the Tigers did at that time was when they would – I don't know if it was when they would score runs or win the game, they had a Tiger roar. And he said it would give him PTSD and remind him too much of all the screams on the, that he heard on the boat. 
of the people. Jesus, that's fucking deep, dude. It is. And it's like sometimes with sports, you get some history that's not really related We're to gonna sports. We're going to talk about but... two different fights today. We're talking about people dying on the Titanic. What else are we going to talk about today? Well, we got a few good uh We do. It's a somber, stories. it's a somber podcast. Here Fun, but, but we do somber. have ominous Andy over here. Is that I, ominous Andy? Yeah. I, I do want to say what was the saddest part about that uh that fight was that the Pacers were a championship contender and that just totally wrecked their team. Wrecked it. That's it was, right. What were those suspensions? Um, our test was the entire year. Yep. I think Jackson got like Jackson? games or something. Yeah, he got. I how, mean, I, he, so obviously, I was about to ask a stupid question. I almost said how early in the season was that, but obviously in November it was about 20, 15 games in. Yeah. yeah. I think Steven Jackson got a majority of the season, if I remember correctly. I think so, like 50 or Jermaine something. did not get too many games. I mean, he got enough, but I'm sure he got a decent suspension. Didn't they? Wasn't uh, Jalen Rose in there too, throwing blows? I don't remember, I remember every part of it. I could be it, completely yeah. wrong about that. <laughs> So, uh, don't hold me to okay, it. Apologies in advance. Jaylen yeah, apologies in for Jalen Rose was actually on, on the Trailblazers at the time. Yeah. So. Okay, so I have him right here. So, Ron Artest got remainder of the season, which was 73 games and the Damn. 13 playoff games that I oh, guess so they, they had, played. They were nine games in. His, he lost $4.9 million on Ooh. that suspension. But he had that Circuit City job to fall back. <laughs> Is that true? That was a, so, a true story that he worked at Circuit City while playing for the Bulls. For the discount, right? For the discount. Right, yeah. The discount. He's still, they were expensive ru- back Rumor then. has it he still owns stock in Circuit City. <laughs> so well. Steven Jackson got 30 games, which seems That's light. A lot. But uh, you're right. He lost $1.7 million. Jermaine O'Neal, 15 games, originally set at 25, so he got reduced. He lost $4.1 million, though, for 15 games. He was games. making money. That guy got a huge contract. He was ben, probably a top five guy back yeah, then. I love Ben Jermaine Wallace O'Neal. got six games, 400000 he lost. What happened to Rip Hamilton? Anthony Johnson to wear the mask. got five <laughs> that, games, 122000 that he lost. Yeah. Reggie Miller got one game, 61000 he lost. For leaving the bench in a suit? <laughs> Is that really what, what happened? Like the Amari Stoudemire role? What did he do? I don't think I doubt Reggie Miller was involved in the brawl. He was holding but people it, back. But if he was, yeah, but if as, he was as, in a suit and he got off off the bench, then as, that's automatic. As we saw suspension. in a story that we're going to get to in NFL, I mean, sometimes it just takes a push to get suspended a game. What about Tayshawn Prince? No, the other ones were Chauncey Billups got a game, sixty thousand lost. Derek Coleman got a game, lost fifty grand. Derek Coleman was still playing. Andy, here's one of your guys, Eldon Campbell. Oh. Got one I mean, game. I don't know. Lost. He's one of my guys. Played <laughs> for the Lakers. Forty-eight thousand. Elton John. Elton John. That is, is that one of Andy's guys. Is too. that what you're thinking about? And uh, I don't know why it says this, but David Harrison. I don't even know who that is. It says he no game suspension and no salary loss, but he's on the list. <laughs> Maybe that was the fan who threw the beer. Yeah. Maybe actually, it says uh, indicates players who face legal consequences. They all receive similar sentences: one year's probation, two hundred fifty dollars fine, community service, anger management therapy. <laughs> So Rasheed Wallace wasn't in that. I mean, he was there, but he didn't get yeah. anything happen. Oh, he to knew. Him. He's like, I'm getting the fuck he, out of here. No, he stood up on the uh, the counter. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was just calming people down. I'm just. He always seemed like he'd be the one of the big assholes, but I guess he didn't get in there at all. Some people have better sense. What year was that in? What about 2004? Okay. I was completely wrong. Jalen Rose was not on the Pacers. He left the Pacers in 2002. So correction, please. I'd like the record to show that yeah. I'm correcting Look myself. At him. He does his due diligence. I do, yes. Uh, yeah. Also, Jalen Rose is from Detroit, and he talks about it a lot. So, and he was the there's Fab no way five. he would have been fighting Detroit fans. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't. You know. never know, Andy. He to the you moment. You never know. Um, but yeah, should we uh, make the transition of that fight to another one? To the big news. 
Yeah, so this uh, we'll, we'll let you go for a little bit, Anthony. And you, you, you know it, what? You, you, you let it fly. It you control. vent a little bit. So, um, so and I, throw a couple bombs in there, no, and, will, and then we'll and then we'll enter. I'll be throwing no bombs. I was on an. I was in Hawaii, and I've well, seen texts. I'm not gonna, but well, I'm ha- seeing text Hawaii, messages. Hawaii. And because it's two hours prior, I think I was at the pool or at the beach or something. Yeah, it, was, it was like he's eating breakfast when the yeah. game was going on. <laughs> Tony is just spewing. <laughs> into the group chat between Andy himself and I. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And I, I put my phone away. And um, like the next morning, I think I looked and I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the hell happened? And then I go on uh, Instagram and I see it. I was like, holy shit. It's like, you know he should go funny? to jail. 15 years from now, we can talk about this like we talked about Malice at the Palace, yeah. and we'll we'll have talked about it uh, and published it. So. I will have long gone solo. On, on the oh, show. oh, wow. Freddie Mercury this over here. Tonight uh, with Elton Andy John. Kennedy. He yeah. really is Elton John. But, uh, he was always solo, though, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, yeah. He was. um, so I was uh, watching the game at a nearby pub. Not even a restaurant <laughs> pub. <laughs> the local watering hole. Tony was in Liverpool. <laughs> and... Uh, Let's just say I was already in a very colorful mode, I guess you could say, because I had, we had been having some drinks and a buddy of mine, we did a little side bet also of uh, taking shots for, I would owe him a shot if the Anaheim Ducks scored and he'd owe me a shot if the San Jose Sharks scored. And the final score of that game was 5-3. So, <laughs> and there was goals very early in that game. So it was, uh, it was getting going, let's just say. And when that happened, I didn't even really see it at first until like I saw it live when they were pushing each other. But yeah. Mason Rudolph, let's no mistake, he had a bad game. He uh, probably good to know that he wasn't the only quarterback that threw four, four interceptions. interceptions this week. But uh, yeah, he had a four interception game, and you know, as we know, he, on that play, he threw a little halfback screen, and Miles Garrett, you know, as you're taught as a linebacker, you know, you go after the guy, and he obviously because he had thrown the ball, he had obviously taken to a, a fence that Garrett had continued the play and shoved him down, and Mason Rudolph went after and tried taking his helmet off. And there's a lot of people out there that feel like Mason Rudolph should have at least gotten fined for starting it, kind of. But he uh, did get fined. Did Mason Rudolph end up getting fined? Fined, just not suspended. So then also for that dick grab. Okay, well that was, was they, cock grab. They, they really? no, there was there's a still image. Of... There's people that show it like down there, but if you there's people that claim that like it's just because of the angle of the picture that he wasn't obviously like grabbing his junk. But I mean, it's the rumors out there of the internet. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, so. He took offense to that, and after he tried to mess with the wrong guy, obviously, and Miles Garrett then said, oh, you're going to take my helmet off. Well, I'm going to take yours off, and ripped his helmet off, which, I mean, you played football. I never did. I don't know if your helmet was ever ripped off, but I imagine it doesn't feel good. No, no. It's hard to do, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're, you're, you have to, you're strapped up pretty tight. You have to put force with the into new helmets, it. Uh, the one that he wears specifically. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, and Miles Garrett is a big boy, so he was able to rip it off, and then... As he did that, obviously that pissed Rudolph off, who, like we said, already having a bad game, upset, and went after him. And I don't know what Miles Garrett was thinking, but I guess his only antic was, I'm going to use this helmet now as a weapon and just, bam, hits Rudolph right in the head. And I think he's lucky he didn't connect with, like, the hard, hard part. The but crown he of the helmet. If he hit him with the crown of the helmet, he probably would have split his head wide open. Yeah, and if... I think Rudolph's like, because obviously Rudolph, Rudolph, I don't know if there was, there, had a, there was obviously adrenaline going on, but Rudolph took that better than I would say most like people would have. Like he just got up and was like, what the fuck type thing, like stood his ground. And then, you know, he's like his teammate like Pouncey who yeah. doesn't take no shit. And he, Marquise Pouncey rode for him he for sure. He went after him and Marquis, Marcus, Marquise Pouncey got three games for shoving or getting Garrett to the ground, 
throwing punches and then throwing kicks. It looked like a fight at our local, you know, bars it here. Did. In the Orange it sure Circle. Did. Area. And, and I will say, as and I'll, I'll give you my my take on on what I felt about it, but that was a fair punishment for Pouncey. Yes, I agree because he he knew, you know, although he said he blacked out, he knew he was going to get, you know, if he did that, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he knew if he did that, he was going to get suspended. You, yeah. Once he threw the kick, yeah, yeah, it's got to be three. Kicks are automatic. It's got to be three. That, especially so, so let's just get that clear. Like he definitely deserved that, but he knew that, and I think we can all. It's, it's a, it is a fair that. punishment. You know, he got the three games, and then another Cleveland Brown player got one game Which, for coming in out of nowhere and just shoving Rudolph to the ground after he had just been struck in the head with a helmet. I'm, I'm going to say it. Larry Ogunjobi's a punk ass bitch. Yeah. That was a punk move. Yeah. Um, the guy, you know, and in the, after the game, he said that, you know, he got his boy on the ground and he was just defending his boy. Mason Rudolph was standing there with no helmet with his yeah. hands in the air. And after and he, he just decided got to clock him from the back. If he wanted you to go a big, a big boy move, why don't you go after the guy that is currently kicking your teammate in the head? Correct. You know, yeah, if he, he would have got, no would have got suspended a game for pushing Pouncey down, I'm okay with that. But it's like for yeah. just coming out and pushing the quarterback, it's like, bro, he just wanted to hit something and no. went after like the quarterback. The the Pouncey suspension was warranted. Ogan Joby should have got the same amount of games as Pouncey, in my opinion, for doing the what he did. Because you, you know, he it was after the play. He knew exactly what he was doing. It was that that was premeditated. He watched him and then did that. So that was some bullshit. But uh Miles Garrett did uh get remainder of the season, which is six games plus playoffs if the Browns happen to rally. And uh but the thing about that is it's just an indefinite suspension. They haven't actually given a full timetable yet. He asked him he I know he's obviously uh he's appealed. appealing it. And uh what'll Which, be interesting though is that he does have to meet one of the things was he does have to meet with like the commissioner in the league office. So it'll be interesting to see what they he's decide. He's gonna have to meet with John Runyon and Derek Brooks and whatever um uh, Troy Vincent, all the player safety guys. But I mean uh, what do you so obviously we know he's gonna get the rest of the season, whatever, but what, how do you guys think it goes farther than the regular sort of season? I mean, does this go into next year? And if it does, like how deep into next year are we talking? I don't think it goes into next year. Uh, if you read the rule, there is a rule, believe it or not, in the NFL for taking or for striking someone with a helmet. <laughs> and it's like a 15-yard penalty and two games. Um, so technically, it's in the rule book. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's a different part to that rule that doesn't involve you ripping the guy's helmet off of his skull and then hitting him on his bare head with it. Yeah. So that compounds things. Yeah. Definitely. I I mean, you know, I, it's nice if we could talk about it now because at the time, I remember I stood up and I said that son of a bitch should never play oh, football if, again if in I his life. I would have done a podcast in the state of mind I was so, on. I would have never been able to do it. <laughs> no, 100% again. I agree. I was pissed off at the time. <laughs> we I would couldn't have believe people it. outside. Yeah, and um so I I mean, he'll get the he'll get the 6 and whatever playoff games and it'll be done after that. In my opinion, yeah, and I think um, honestly, I think rest of the season's fair. I don't think it it was a bad bad thing, but I mean, I don't think into the next season is no, necessary. They won't do it. They won't. If do he would have connected with him like he could have, and if there would have been blood pouring down Rudolph's yeah. face, then we have a different story. Well, but I will say also, people say he's not a repeat offender. He, I'll remind you, he's been fined twice this year because he broke Trevor Simeon's leg, ended his season for the Jets. And then he threw a punch at whoever I think first game of the season against the Texans or against the, the Titans. He threw a punch then too. So people say you know he's not a repeat offender. I will remind you folks that he's been fined twice this year. So I, I don't. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to abide by that. And rule. the other the thing that's interesting too is like you know you think of the head coach Freddie Kitchens and it's like they lead the league if I'm not mistaken or they're second in the league or something in penalties. Right. 
And it's like, this is a first year coach. And it goes to show, I mean, like I said, you've played football, so you probably know this with practices and other yeah. stuff, but it shows that this team is not disciplined No, by any means. No, they're not. You're right. And they're, they like lead the league with like, I think like it was like false starts well, or something. Or That's what happens when you hire a first time head coach because your at. quarterback likes him. And like, you just first, don't do it. The first year head coach, it's like, you know, he's got some big names on that team. You do have, you know, Plenty Mayfield at least as a, whether he's a good player or not, he's a popular name. That's, there's no hiding that he's, you know, he's in commercials and stuff. Then you have the. Hollywood names like you got OBJ and then obviously Miles Garrett is a big name defensively and stuff and you got I'm another sure a couple violent other criminal uh, Cream Hunt yeah he's violent also no he's but he's also a great running back yeah and Nick then Chubb's one of the best in the I league I was gonna too. say yeah Nick Chubb's up there so I mean it's a team that definitely has some star talent but it's well, it's I'll obviously it's an undisciplined things. team and I don't think yes. Freddie Kitchen sees the rest of the season no or at least well, right, I meant we'll next see. season I don't think you know he sees next I think season. five. Of the last seven or something like that, Cleveland Brownheads coaches have been fired after the second Pittsburgh game. So if they would have lost that game, Freddie would have already probably been gone. I'm glad you actually bring that up because they do play each other week 13 in uh, Pittsburgh this time. And you better believe those fans are going to – they're going to be yelling and they're going to be loud and that team is going to be – Fired up! Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be chippy for and sure. I gonna, hope they I hope they rein it in a little bit. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Well, what's exciting too is our Oganobi guy or whatever the hell his Ogan name Joby. is. Ogan Joby. Joby. They'll be hunting. He will him. be back, and yeah, Pouncey he won't though, huh? Yeah, Pouncey won't be back, which is unfortunate. But there will be a plenty of guys. No, I think it's fortunate actually. Yeah, I yeah, do too. Pouncey's. No, we there was actually people had like photos of him at like. Free Hernandez stuff. I mean, I yeah. know he was no, teammates with Hernandez, but they were best friends. That was before he. I think knew that he was murdering people yeah, in cold blood. I, I agree with that, but I think Pouncey is uh, hes a, a guy you don't want to mess with. Let's just put no. it like that. Well, I, I'll say a couple things about, about that too. One, Mason Rudolph has a huge face. I don't <laughs> know if you guys have seen that guy. He has a gigantic face. So like um, props to Garrett for pulling that helmet off of his gigantic dome. And I'm sure that hurt. I mean, if that's a big head, it and probably what is a snug helmet. Oh, yeah. I don't feel no uh, Two, I, here's the... Here's the Here's the problem. Here's the number one problem that I have with it. So you're about to win this game. What was the final score? 24-7? Yeah. Something, something like that. that. We'll, we'll say that, right? <laughs> Mason Rudolph had just thrown four picks in the game. Oh, yeah. Mason so Rudolph was So what's lost. going through Miles Garrett's head when he decides to rip his helmet off of his head and attempt to murder him? <laughs> hey, Miles, you play them in two weeks. Don't you think you want that quarterback around throwing another yeah. four picks? Yeah, I saw That's that. the stupidest part about the whole thing there, in my opinion. Yeah. Come yeah, on, Miles. Think about it. Good for the good of the team. Yeah, that was a heat of the moment thing. But I thought what I did actually gain some respect for a little bit was a few of the Cleveland players like Baker Mayfield and even OBJ. You know, when they looked at those replays and they saw it, it's not like they tried defending them like, oh, well, you know, most people will defend their teammates and their team. But they even looked at it and said, like, you know, that was uncalled for. That was disgusting. It, it should never have happened. And I, I was a little surprised. I was about surprised that. by that too. Baker's immediate reaction, um, like it looked like he saw someone die. To be honest, right? And I was like, wow. You'd think that he would say, you know, we'll, we'll review the tape and I'll reserve judgment. But he was immediately saying, yeah. you know, there's no place for that in our game. I, it's I unacceptable. It, even Joe Schobert was saying the same thing. And it really even goes to show you that even. Even though, yeah, they wear the same colors, even they were surprised by what they saw. Like, holy shit, he just did that. Right. Or like, oh my God. But like I said, Mason Rudolph, maybe that big head helped because even <laughs> though he didn't connect with like the crown of the helmet and the, like whatever, he still can. I, Rudolph definitely still felt that. And it was, he took that better than, He's like got I that said Lord earlier, Farquaad head going on there that yeah. probably saved him a little bit. Yeah. But that was vicious. Um, there's no place for it in the game, just like the sign stealing. Uh, the guy's going to get the right punishment that he deserves, and hopefully yeah. he learns from it. Lapse in judgment, 
I mean, that's a lapse in judgment right there. You had to, you got to be out of your mind for a quick split second to, to do something like that. I mean, but hopefully, um, he can reconcile because he's a great player. Yeah. Hopefully he can reconcile and, uh, um, you know, Rudolph wasn't innocent. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see I agree. Rudolph getting a game too. And I'm a Steeler fan, and I, I and I agree. I'm not going to be biased by it. No. He did use his emotions in that game to spark a fire, and it burned. <laughs> sure did. But uh, big fallout. But yeah, but uh, week eleven. What other? Uh, we had some. Uh, there was a that was the start to week eleven, and we had uh, some other games. Well, we had another. Uh, Colin Kaepernick thing as well going on. Before we get into the games, I'd like to touch okay, on yeah. that a little bit because yeah. Colin Kaepernick back who, in the news. For those who aren't aware, um, Colin Kaepernick had an audition that was uh, orchestrated by the NFL, which I thought was interesting because you know the NFL is the governing body, but ultimately the owners and the teams are their own entities. And so it was also saw, Jay-Z helped put it together Rock as Nation well, helped so. do it as well. And so one thing that I was reading on today um, and that I would like to kind of bring to your attention and see what you guys thought about it was uh, this whole issue with uh, the waiver, uh, the liability waiver that Colin Kaepernick didn't want to sign when he moved the um, when he moved the workout from the Atlanta Falcons facility uh, to his own facility. He wanted the media to be there and and this whole kind of charade. Uh, first, I you know it, from the reports that I'm reading, um, apparently the liability essentially um, was kind of handcuffed him uh, in certain legal language uh, from and and made uh, the NFL not liable for any type of litigation from anything in the past as well. Which at first you kind of think, oh, he didn't want to sign it just because he's being a prick, but in reality. Um, it the entire port uh, the the entire um, waiver essentially kind of absolved the NFL from any litigation, which I thought was very interesting. Um, so I'm glad I dug into a little bit on that because my first initial reaction was always oh, just being a prick. He doesn't want to sign a waiver. He wants to be kind of a rebel uh, from that sense. But it, it's interesting the whole Colin Kaepernick scenario because yeah. you've got the whole social justice warrior type thing, right? He was standing up. Um, for what he believed in, which is fantastic. And he has a right to do so. We live in America, which is an awesome thing. Yeah. He's got his amendment rights. He's got his constitutional rights. But I will say a few things on that. Um, you know, he's an employee, right? Yeah. He's an employee of, 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 of a corporation, right? I oper- I, I, I'm an operations manager at a residential cleaning company, okay? <laughs> and my team members work under me, and they are their own individuals with their own rights. But... Uh, let me tell you, they're not allowed to walk into a house and immediately take an upper decker in the customer's uh, toilet. <laughs> as right? tempting so, as that as is. As tempting as that is, and as much as I've wanted to do it myself, um, you just there's rules that you can't break. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just I don't like the whining about that. You work for somebody. Okay. You you're just I mean, I think it is a little bit of a disrespect for our flag. That's me personally. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people who kind of think and believe that that's the only reason that he's not in the NFL right now. And I would like to bring everybody's att- to everybody's attention here that that is not the sole reason why he's not in, in the NFL right now. Let me read a couple statistics off for you guys. The last two years that Colin Kaepernick played in the NFL were 2015 and 2016, okay? Let me get you a couple statistics. 2015, completion percentage, 59%, 30th in the NFL. Um, yards, 
1,615, 34th in the NFL. Touchdowns, oh. six, 35th in the NFL. QBR, 43.4, 30th in the NFL. He started eight games with a record of two and six. His final year in the NFL, 2016, 26th in the league in completion percentage, 29th in yards, 26th in touchdowns, 22nd in QBR, started 11 games with a record of 1 and 10. So I just kind of get pissed off when people sit here and, you know, I hear people tell me that, oh, the only reason he's not in the league is because the NFL has some vendetta against him because, you know, he stood against the flag and the president talked out about it and, you know, he's got his rights and he was standing up for police brutality, all that crap. I get that. But the guy also wasn't playing very well. Yeah, it didn't so help. So I want to just bring that to good. people's attention because it, it, it's not just because he kneeled for the flag. It's because he was sucking some ass at the end of his career. Yeah, and when he started doing that, was he even starting then or was he on the bench? He was, he was, his, his career like, was fizzling yeah. when he started. His career was fizzling. That's why a lot of it was like, you know, people thought it was this publicity stunt to kind of get back right. in the headlines. But I mean, you were one in 10 in your final year right. as a starting quarterback. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's definitely, yeah, it doesn't help. Those numbers don't help. And then but obviously, not that, enough people talk about that, I think. Oh, they just they like, yeah, they, they want to put it on people that are mad at him for sitting, for kneeling for the anthem, which I am mad at him for kneeling for the anthem. I wouldn't personally do it. Yeah. It's his right. I think he's an employer, employee. So I think that the employers have the right to tell him that he can't kneel for the national anthem. But let's be real. The guy was not playing good, and that's why he's not in the NFL. Not enough people are talking about that. He yeah, can't so. take direction for shit. Well, he definitely can't take direction. I mean, look at this workout that just happened. Yeah. He turned it into some fucking charade where, you know, he talks about, well, I've been ready for three years. I haven't gotten my chance for three years. Well, you had your chance, and uh, you were 2-6 and six and 1-10 in 10 in your two final seasons. <laughs> so that's, I mean, you know. Yeah, and even uh, I think even Jake DeLome's not in the league anymore either, Colin. Even so. even Jay Z said uh, he thought it was like he said it seemed more like a publicity stunt. I think I saw somewhere that even he said that. Yeah. Well, he ruined it because he had a good opportunity. Um, granted, you know this whole waiver what, thing. It seems like it was sort of a ploy by the NFL to get him to release his liability. So, so with that said, I'll reserve not, judgment there. You're not but thinking anybody's going to sign him then. Well, uh, I saw something today no. that said like two teams are interested or something. Yeah, nobody's interested. I don't know. I don't think. I wouldn't be interested. So that's the whole thing is that I think he knew from the beginning that this was all garbage from the NFL because if a team was really interested, they would have. They would reach out. Oh, yeah, they would have already showed interest. He wouldn't need to do a workout. So there's a think. lot of things. I think this was Jay-Z trying to get involved and try to legitimize this thing because I mean, that's the whole point of this is the NFL's paying him to try to make themselves look better. Um, yeah. And I think he knew from the start. Um, I think the NFL tried to strong arm some teams into attending the thing. Yeah. When it's like, do they really have any interest? Some of the teams were like, okay, and, clearly that team doesn't have any interest. In and that. when you think about it, like some of these teams that they might be like, oh, well, Miami could use a quarterback or, oh, Chicago could use yeah. a quarterback. It's like, yeah, but like, I'm sure they'd rather just throw in one of their young guys and see what happens. Or like a bunch of other candidates are better than Kaepernick. Cause if Kaepernick were to come in, it's like, yeah, you look at it. Like, I think Eric Reed came out, obviously, and said something, who was of one course. of the guys that would kneel with uh, Kaepernick when and they were on the got Niners. He with Stephen A. Smith on Twitter and big time. I don't know if he, you saw that. I know. All I know is I didn't see exactly what he said, but I know he made some comment about his own quarterback because Kyle Allen threw four picks on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. And he, I know, said something basically that I'm going to assume is along the lines of, well, look, you know, Kaepernick could play for us. Look what our quarterback's doing. And it's like, dude, yeah, that's don't such a, put down your quarterback. You guys are like, move. if I'm not mistaken, are the Panthers like in the playoff hunt right now? They are. They're not out uh, of it. Then they had 
They've been very bad the last few weeks. Yeah, but they were, they were doing well, better under Kyle Allen than they were they've doing already, under Cam Newton. They've already announced Cam Newton's done for the year, so it's yeah. like, this is your guy the rest of the year. Like, don't fucking insult him like that. I mean, yeah, you can... I mean, you have your right well, to your opinion, sure, but it's he's like... He's perpetuating his behavior just like he did when he was taking a knee with Colin yeah. Kaepernick. That's why he didn't play in the league for a while, I'm sure, too. I mean, but he's I mean, a his job player, I think was so easier to get back because he actually same, he did perform. Right, my argument's not the same for him because yeah, so he does perform, he with, and well. that's actually it actually is a good point because yeah, he needed he was out of the NFL, but the reason why he did get a job back was because he was good. He was he could not perform. because he took a knee. He's still taking. He a also knee. wasn't yeah. as high profile polarized. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. mean, yeah. Now Colin Kaepernick was more famous to begin with because. He went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. He beat Green Bay in a primetime playoff right. game. Yeah, he'll he'll be part of NFL history, even outside and of the kneeling thing. He would be part of NFL that history. Year that too, run was amazing. Kaepernick didn't start that year either. I think he came. I forget who the quarterback was, but he definitely came in for somebody. The and then Super Bowl like year, he started run. the whole year. The year before, he? he came in for Alex Smith, I believe. Okay, yeah, so Alex then it was Smith something like before that. Alex Smith went to Washington. All right. But yeah, but, but also let's you know keep in mind he had a great defense. Right. And yeah, well, oh yeah, fantastic defense. In in defense of Kaepernick, those Niners teams at the end were bad. They kept changing coaches. There was the Chip Kelly bullshit, and it's like, yeah, I think I think it's part of it. The reason he's not playing is because he wasn't performing, but he also is probably like twenty to thirtieth best quarterback, which means he should be in the NFL. But it's not worth the bullshit for the teams. That's kind of they all decided when you it's, mix it's them not together, worth it. it's a bad. And, that, a bad and, and then he comes out and says, "You owners are scared," and it's like, if I'm an owner, I'm like, okay, call me scared. I don't care, but I'm not going to have all my fans. Uh, not to say all my fans. It's not fair to say all the fans, but. A majority of the fans. Well, is, and he's out upset. there wearing a Kunta Kinte shirt. Okay, what is he? He's a, okay. So by what him, an old show, right? Roots, great, great show. Um, Kunta was a great was a great guy. But what he's saying when he wears that shirt is he's essentially literally calling the owners slave owners when he says that. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to hire you. Yeah, why would I want to give you a job I mean, if you're gonna applying. if you're gonna insult me in the in the interview? Yeah. You know, it's like going into an interview uh, for a job at In-N-Out and saying, yeah, In-N-Out sucks, dude. You're a terrible boss, right? I, I just, it doesn't, he's not helping his case at all. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not, that's another thing that's not good for the NFL, but just, I'm just trying to make the case that he did not, he was not playing good towards the end of his time. And it's not the only reason because he knelt that he doesn't have a job right now. It's just him trying to be relevant again. He's trying to get some clout. No, I mean, the clout. NFL did this to him. Right, but they also yeah, so appara- apparently they could, had an ulterior motive. Yeah. But uh, like they're the ones who came to him and said, this is what we're doing. So yeah. They didn't make him, hey, you're going to wear this shirt. I mean, you're they kind of said, you're going to throw to these people you're not going to know. They did put a bunch of stipulations in there. Well, they were, gave him one of his own receivers. Yeah. But uh, the, the other thing I want to say is he's not an employee. He's a contractor. And it's just different. I don't. I don't think you should treat players as employees of a business because it, it's just different. It's more like a movie production where I'm thinking if like Todd Phillips went to Walking Phoenix, he's like, "Look, man, I'm your boss." Walking Phoenix would be like, "Fuck you! I'm I'm the one who's going to bring the people in the seats. I'm the star of the show." So Kaepernick is like, "Doesn't who the fuck cares who's the GM or the Niners or who owns the Niners? He was the guy." So I think it's just it's just different. Well, I he, mean, he can do what he wants so, when he's performing on the field, but there's certain ways that you have to act as. A contractor, you still can get fired. I mean, if, if LeBron if LeBron James said like "fuck the bus family," you would you care? Or would you be like, "No, keep playing"? This guy's not LeBron James. Not, I, I, I'm just I, saying, I but that's the difference. It. I mean, I, I don't correlate. I mean, if, if you, there are rules, there's con- you sign a contract. 
you're a contractor, which means you've been contracted and there are stipulations in there, which means that the employer has some power over what you do while you are wearing their uniform, while you are working for their organization. Yeah, yeah and they can make the decision to ditch you for – Is the performance outweigh what we don't like here? But I'm just saying remember that – we're here to see LeBron James. Not we're not here to see. The well, sure. Family. Check I, this I, out. This Mello. Never I, I don't. I don't respect the owners. I don't give a shit. They didn't do anything. Like I'm here for the players. So Melo says something like this. He probably doesn't get his shot again. Which, by the way, he scored ten points. Oh, just, oh, just oh, under. We got to push. Honestly, I thought it was insane to me how good <laughs> Vegas is at that. Like, yeah. You know, we're just gonna make it ten and a half. The guy hasn't played in over a year. <laughs> And it's fucking 10. It's like, give me a goddamn How break. does that even happen? That's crazy. crazy. But yeah, I mean, imagine yeah, him uh, being a difficult person. Do you, see right. how, do you know how many shots he took? I, I think mean, it was 14. So, I mean, he did take a lot of shots, which people thought. 10 points on 14 shots isn't amazing for he a guy. that. I haven't I played in a year. two of he, three from check. three? He'll be gone by New Year's. Oh, wow. <laughs> Owner <laughs> Andy over here. And then he'll be on the Clippers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say, Andy, by the way. <laughs> He'll, he'll, he'll be in a package deal with a good dollar to the Lakers. Re- reminds me of is I'm going to say about how like that story of how Bill Belichick cut a guy on Christmas. <laughs> it's a business. It is a business. It's it a is business. a business. But uh, yeah, and there's uh, week 11 brought some things out, but we did have other games, believe it or not, that there were. Week 11. Yeah. So what, uh, Andy, I know you've always got a nice little list to bring us down. So what else happened this week? Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys had another great offensive performance uh, led by Dak Prescott. And I think it's, it's his team, I think. Right. I mean, Elliott's still productive, but it just seems like they're they're better just throwing the ball around to the receivers. Uh, but their defense is a problem. They gave up a bunch of points to the second-string QB of the Lions. A healthy Cowboys oh. defense. I saw they had Vander Esch back. I think DeMarcus Lawrence got a little hurt uh, during the game. But Sean Lee's still playing because I know that guy's hurt. No, like Vander Esch came back. Well, Sean Lee was sitting pine behind Vander Esch. Okay. And so Vander Esch went out, and then Sean Lee was playing for the last few weeks, but I saw this week – Watching the game, the Van Der Esch is back in action. So yeah, I, I mean the Cowboys have a Super Bowl offense, in my opinion. They just the defense isn't performing right now. Yeah, no, they definitely. When Prescott plays that way, and then you add a good ground game, anyone that's got a good dynamic between like the passing and the ground game can be great because he does have good receivers. He's got two or three solid receivers. He's got a. They obviously always talk about how great that offensive line is, and then if Prescott is ready for it, I mean they'll they're looking to me like I think they do win that division, which gives them a home game in the first round, which will help. So I think they will get to battle what looks like it'll be either Seahawks, Niners, or I guess Saints are up there still Yeah, for the top Saints, Saints will win the division there. But I'm saying like for who are going to get the two first round buys. I say Niners oh, yeah, and Seahawks because it's going to be one of those Packers two. Packers are well, still 8-2. can't two. be both. That's it's going to be the Niners probably. You think so? Even gotta, well, Seahawks well, have that head-to-head though. Niners have a tough They're 9-1, and one, but yeah, and they, they have they to face – think about that. They have to face Seattle again this time in Seattle. Yeah. Niners-Packers is, is this week, so that, that's a big game. That is a Where's that at? Do you know? I don't know actually. I do not know either. Uh, sirens are with us. Sorry. Yeah, just call the cops. People, it's getting too sorry. hot in here. Those people listening, just making sure that's not behind them. Yeah. Like, that guy That guy doesn't like Colin Kaepernick. We got to go get him <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the cow- honestly, I'm a, I say this every year. I mean, obviously, I hope that maybe the Steelers sneak in just for at least one game of excitement for me. But I'm excited for the playoffs, especially for the NFC. I think the NFC playoff picture is going to be really fun this year. Yeah. Another- because if a team like the Eagles do sneak in, they, hey, you never know. Or the Rams. So. Yeah. Another yeah. NFC team in the uh, playoff race here. The Minnesota Vikings oh. got down by 20 points to the lowly Broncos. And it, Broncos. I mean, and the way he's played the last month, 
Respect's got to finally get some respect to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so point out that there's three white dudes named Allen starting quarterback in the NFL right now. (laughs) Just want to point that out. (laughs) Hopefully there'll be more. Uh, But yeah, Vikings actually came back from that deficit and uh, were able to Yeah, it was good for them down 20-0 at the half and came back and won. Was it 27-23? 27-23, correct. Yeah. Yeah, they only had a field goal in and the And it would have been half. interesting if they if the guy on the Broncos would have caught that touchdown at the end because it looked like one of those Michael Jordan push-offs he had. Like, it did look like he shoved off a little bit. So I would have been curious to see if they would have, they would have uh, thrown the, the called anything huh? because just really quick on that, the Houston Texans, I, I'm sure you were going to talk about that game, with the Ravens, there was a, pa- a play that did look like it was pass interference on DeAndre Hopkins and it wasn't called and they challenged and it still was stood and... I have noticed all year that all these uh, pass interference challenges, the first year they can obviously challenge pass interference, it seems like the, I think all of them I've seen have stood. And it's almost like, None are the refs just looking at it and saying like, no, we're going to just stick with our call. It's like, what is, like maybe they just in their mind, they aren't missing blatant calls, but it's like, it's to a point where in my opinion, I'm like, how blatant does it have to be? Well, I think I mean, they were mentioning only one or two challenges for pass interference yeah. have been yeah, I believe that. Or have been successful I think, And I think you're better year. off the other way. Like you yes. said, like, oh, that was pass interference. Okay, I don't think it was. And you look back at, okay, yeah, that was even contact or that was barely right. enough contact or it was overthrown. But yeah, like you said, when you think it's pass interference and you're throwing it, it's like these refs are They're just basically saying They're like, not, but no. The, but on the flip side, when you're trying to go the other direction, they are giving it. And that was a pretty blatant pass interference if you yeah, ask that, me. Yeah, I thought that was pretty I mean, you, you saw him throw the flag and, and it's you're, not like you're thinking to yourself, oh, 100% they're going to call the flag. it's not like we're trying to call to like Hunter Renfro or something. I mean, we're giving this call to DeAndre arguably the best you can say the best receiver in the, in the game. Oh, absolutely. Now. So yeah, that was, that was interesting. And that it'll be interesting to see what comes from the whole pass interference challenge. Um, because yeah. if it's so lopsided like that, how do they kind of even it out? Or is it even worth keeping? Do they only make it one direction? Yeah. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion after this year. Cause yeah. Cause obviously this is an experiment, topic. you know, yeah, it is an experiment, but, uh, Maybe. Yeah, and then you're inviting the whole like under two minute thing. I'm like, aren't you going to want every pass to be reviewed? Right. Because you can't challenge it anymore. And so it's like, if it's questionable at all, you should want it. Yeah. And what are and, you going to uh, do? And it's- I mean, if while we're on that game, you know, we, can, we might as well just talk about it really quick. I mean, the Ravens did put on another good show. And with that performance, I saw today that Lamar Jackson is now the favorite to win MVP. Yeah, which, as, as he should be. Which I want to say at the start of the year, I, I don't know exactly, but I want to say it was somewhere around like 75 to 1, which I feel like is fair because a lot of people didn't believe he could even throw the ball. Like they thought he was going to be a Too disaster. Too small of a sample size I'm, to really say anything otherwise. Yeah. In the preseason, I tweeted about uh, a Lamar Jackson highlight. They showed him a running touchdown, and I said like, oh, wow, he's, he's sure working on his throwing. Oh, yeah, we actually got and some. He's a running back. And, and, some, and some person's like, well, fuck you. He went 10 for 12 on the drive. And it's like, it's fucking preseason. Yeah. What does this matter? Yeah, but then, I mean, it, the numbers give, in the regular we season. we got to start, I think, giving at least some respect where respect's earned. You know, he's he's looked good. I mean, I'll give it to him. He's he's fun to watch. I mean, I'll at least give that. You know, he's fun to watch. He moves around. He's I like his attitude, too. He seems He's a humble guy out there. Seems like a real nice kid. You're absolutely correct. You know, he throws on those, like. Well, he has his hype man now. It's, those dad uh, shades. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, yeah a, Mark Ingram, that was an awesome moment as well. Mark it's, Ingram, yeah. It's he's nice to see that his, his teammates got his back. I think that's something that should be talked about a little bit more too is I think a lot of Lamar's success actually helps comes from Mark Ingram also. Well, Mark Ingram looks great this year. No, he, he came does. in leaner he's, than ever. He's a oh, that's beast what I, I literally, when we watched, I watched that Sunday night game against the Patriots and when he got the handoff, I didn't think that was him. No, it and doesn't look they, like him. And then when he turned around, I was like, holy shit, that's Ingram? I was like, what did Ingram do with Ingram? <laughs> 
I'm a big but, swag. I love I love the running back swag, and he's got it. He's got the he's got the the black visor yeah, the, on. The Ravens he's got the Ravens, turf tape. I he's hate them, but go. I will. I do hate the Ravens, but I will give them that their uniforms are pretty sick when they have they like look black badass. and purple and stuff. I'll give well, them Lamar that. Jackson. It's nice to see his guys having his back, and the always the talking point is going to be, oh well, how long can he sustain it? How long can he sustain it? But I mean, I'll ask you guys right now. One, he's a lot bigger than like Michael Vick. He's a lot bigger than a lot of those running quarterbacks. He's a big fucking dude. Yeah. And I'll ask you guys, what huge lick has he taken this year? Have you seen him? Have you? Can you remember him taking one big lit like no, lick? Like, oh, there it is. It's not even about that. I mean, I think Griffin he, didn't get hurt on on a hit. He was, I was gonna say, I think knowing the way he was, moves like, around, he was trying to like get off a guy who was like I'm going on his legs. If he gets hurt, it's gonna be non contact. But you could pull up a highlight reel of Robert Griffin getting absolutely blasted. Oh yeah, he definitely blasted out of bounds. That injury in the playoff game was like a guy hanging on his leg, and he right. jumped out of it and, and it, like, landed. I, yeah, and, yeah, no, I, it, I get that. I'm just saying. So there's uh, watching Lamar Jackson. I don't see him take many big hits like that. I don't know how long that'll last because you know guys are trying to kill him, trying to absolutely murder him. Um, but you know, you, you, for me, at least watching him play, watching his highlights, I don't see many humongous hits on a running quarterback who you'd think, you know, that's the, the, that's the, that's the consensus is that they can't stay healthy. So I hope he can do it. I'm pulling for the guy and I like him a lot. Yeah. What other? I I still need to see more. I mean, he's obviously, no, you're obviously productive. I still would like to see if some team is going to game plan better for him than, and we'll see. I mean, and like with that said, it would be interesting if he did play the, if he happens to face the Patriots again in the playoffs because Belichick's one of those guys. I don't think he makes the same mistake twice. So it would no, be interesting to see how Belichick would be prepared this second he's, time around for well, for him. He's so good. You even look at the the Super Bowl last year when he put that six man front against the Rams. Nobody could figure out how to stop the Rams. Now everybody's doing it. So there'll probably be a time when somebody figures out, or probably Bill Belichick figures out Lamar Jackson. But until then, I mean, guy seems like the truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year it it showed his problem is accuracy. So right. if he's missing receivers, then you don't have to worry so and much. And he and still it's doesn't like, even, in my opinion, have like crazy good receivers either. I mean, it's like he doesn't no, have no, that but star receiver, he, but he's found his tight end a lot. He's getting season, yards, but is he really has he really improved that that part yeah. of it? And I mean, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team yet. I mean, there's all this talk about oh, they're the best team in the NFL, which maybe right now they are playing like well, the best team in the NFL. Their defense has played really well over the last like four well, especially weeks. When, so. And honestly, when they got Marcus Peters, it helped a little bit too. I mean, yeah, that guy's playing really good for them. But uh, what other uh, good games before we get to that final game? Uh, the Falcons won their That's second game in say. a row in surprising fashion. And the Falcons have won two in a row game. now, both on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Against division, to the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah. And if I'm not all, if I'm also not mistaken again, I'd like to not be mistaken twice here. I think they held both those teams under ten points each game. Zero touchdowns allowed. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Good for them. I, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I just said that. I'd like they were getting torched this year. It's almost like you wonder, are they trying to like are they do they rally together and they're trying to save their coach's job or something? Or are they just trying to rally together and say, Hey, we're a good team. Let's end the season with a bang? I mean, what if what are they now? Three and seven? Yeah. What if they go right. nine and seven? What happens? It'd be hilarious. Then? It would be hilarious. I mean, that's where I think where we picked them. That's where everyone Adam was like, oh yeah, they're nine and seven. And I mean, the, the the thing is, like, I'm a big believer. There's teams out there, obviously, like the Bengals that are bad teams having a bad season, and then there's teams like the Falcons that are truly, I think, are still solid. Well, teams they've got the firepower. If you look that's at their what I'm team, saying, even yeah. on defense, they got a lot of good guys. Deion Jones, Tack McKinley. They got a halfway decent <laughs> secondary. So if they could play to their full potential with an offense it's, like uh, Matt Ryan throwing a Julio Jones. And they, they, if I'm not, I think they have an easy game this week. I think they're playing Washington or something this week or 
I don't know. but Yeah, they're playing someone fairly simple this week. So Tampa Bay, that's what it is. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they make it three in a row. And then who knows? I also got on here the uh, the Niners game, which you wanted to uh, talk yeah, about. I, I think know, that happened. Uh, there was but it was another a there. bad beat. That another was. high, a lot of points allowed by the Niners. The second yeah. time in three weeks, they allowed a bunch of points, points to. Gave up to a young Cardinals, yeah. quarterback, a young team there who, who who has not been playing playing terrible. No, no, Kyler Murray's he, he's a been solid, pretty pretty a solid damn deal. good. You know, it'd be yeah. interesting once that team gets a little better, what they can put around him. Now that's a guy running quarterback like that, but although you know he can obviously throw well, that I would I want you know when he starts taking licks, how how long can he hang around? Because he is. Yeah. Little, but I, but I, but I think he's got uh, some real potential. But bad beat of the day for sure was that Niners Cardinals game. So the spread was plus ten. Uh, uh, Az uh, Arizona was give was taken ten. Uh, 49ers took a thirty two to twenty six lead with thirty one seconds left. Arizona fumbles on the next play play after the turnover. Um, the Cardinals ha- Cardinals had the uh, had three timeouts left. 49ers went um, for it forward on fourth and one. They stopped Tevin Coleman. There's six seconds left. The Cardinals start to throw uh, laterals as time expires. San Francisco recovers the lateral and scores a touchdown. There's no time left in the game, so they can't kick the extra point, and they push the plus 10. So the overs and the unders don't hit on a bad beat with that basically happened with 31 seconds yeah, so it was left. 30 to 26 then, right? Yeah, it's 30 to 30, 26. 30 to 26 sorry. and then yeah, that touchdown. So here's my thing. So they didn't have to kick the extra point. Nope, time was expired as they went into the end zone. So they start throwing laterals, right? Start throwing laterals, they're coming downfield. They throw a lateral. Some it, they fumble it. Guy from the Niners uh comes and like literally tosses it forward towards the goal line oh, yeah i saw the other guy comes for and those, picks it up for those you people listening out there please do yourself a favor and watch the video like it, i'm it sure all you have insane. to do is youtube like niners 40 49ers cardinals it'll like end of thing. game it'll definitely be there and i mean this guy's he's a lineman and obviously they're throwing it around and he obviously was like well let me just throw it backwards it's my only hope and he happened to throw it all the way to the five where it was picked up and walked in by a niner player and uh what's also Interesting about that is there was also like some debacle. I heard somebody that had that game of the plus 10 for Arizona. When there's that pile of it, it's like at one point, is somebody down? I mean, does someone have possession of being touched there? And it's just so crazy. But it's uh, at the end of the day for somebody that has gambled plenty of times in their life, who's been on the right side and been on the wrong side plenty of times for both on bad beats. It it sucks. But you know that going in. That is part of gambling. gambling. There is bad beats out there. It happens. I've had some really bad ones, and I've had some really. I've had plenty of games that I should have lost that I win, but uh, it's fun to watch though. It is it, even the announcer when you have no money. Uh, even the, even that. whoever was was calling the game said, "Oh, that's got a lot of implications for a lot of different people." Oh, that, so, one of the he was worst, talking about fantasy sports. I think <laughs> was he? one of the worst bad beats I had was uh, last year college basketball. Actually, and the announcer. I only bring this up because the announcer said the exact same thing. Yep. I had Kentucky. I want to say I had a minus. I'm 14 and a half, I think, or 13 and a half. And they were up by like 16 with literally about like a second left. And the Kentucky had dribbled out the shot clock. So Texas A&M, I think it was, had gotten the ball back with literally like 1.1 seconds, inbounded it from half court because the guy had taken the shot clock up there. And the guy just throws it up from like, not even like a running start, just kind of gets it and throws it up from half court and fucking makes it. And, and would you have the over under? I, I had no, I had Kentucky minus, I want to say 14 and a half. 
and they were oh, favorite and they were up at the time by 15 or 16 and that ball goes in and even the announcer said like oh that definitely hurt some people and i remember i stood there in just disbelief <laughs> like i sat there like yes, there's no sir, way that just happened people there's no way that just happened because Kentucky gets the ball back with like 31 seconds on the shot clock. And I'm thinking to myself, like even throw up a shot with three seconds left. Cause then there's going to be a rebound or maybe it goes in. And I know if they would have made a shot, it would have been mathematically like right. impossible. Cause there wouldn't have been no like four or five point play. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, that cost me. So, I mean, it, it, you definitely are on the wrong and the good and wrong side. A lot of times of uh, those plays, but I mean, I, I look there and I'm like, it happens, you know, bad beats part of the game. It's called gambling, not winning. It is. Yep. Uh, another game that happened this week. It was a build that's one of the marquee games, Super Bowl rematch, mm. Pats Eagles, and it yeah. was boring. Ugh, I did not is... hear much hype of that. A Tom Brady has now gone three games this year without a touchdown pass and is starting to get upset about his offense. But you know who else, you know who did have a touchdown pass? Not Tom Edelman, Brady, Julian right? Edelman. <laughs> yeah, Kent State quarterback. Yeah. Yep. But uh he the, somebody was saying too the other day how it's like you look at that offense and it's like it's last year's offense but worse because there's no josh gordon there's no gronk i mean it's a declined offense it, it is and the offensive line is also no way worse too and i mean everybody got hyped up on that defense to start the year and i mean i'll give it to them on, oh, i think it was in well. philly right on the road they gave up only 10 to the eagles which is good so i'll give them some credit back i mean i don't think it's an awful defense obviously but I don't think it's like you can compare it to one of those all-time defenses. Uh, right like, now, well, it is the beginning. Though. At the I know yeah, it is, yeah, but I'm up saying up like now I'm it saying has because been. of their schedule is why. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, ESPN put put something out there that was like the top eight highest scoring fantasy players in uh, standard leagues this year, and it was you know whoever quarterbacks, a couple running backs, Catholic. and then number eight was. Uh, the New England defense special teams, which is mind blowing if you play yeah. fantasy football. Oh yeah, that they they had that much firepower to score that many points as a defense. But I, you know, I think that the last three weeks, Tom Brady and that offense have really been exposed. Um, and although I'm never going to probably bet against Tom Brady, um, I think just like we mentioned earlier, Ravens might be the best team in the NFL right now because they're firing on all cylinders on both ends of the ball. And Tom Brady cannot touch the end zone right now. He's got to have Julian Edelman throw touchdown passes for him. Yeah, and uh, the Pats are getting their left tackle back this week. Okay, so, so they'll that, have a little that'll more help. I think. I think that's. We'll talk more about it. I think over the the last two games we're going to talk about offensive line just matters so much more than we ever thought, especially now because there's just so many great pass rushers. There are, and but, and you know what else you you see that is not going on so much. You, when Tom Brady's firing on all cylinders, he's got. Uh, he never has crazy name running backs, but he's always got a couple running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. And that really sets yeah. up um, his his long ball. And, you you know, Sony Michelle, James White, um, Rex Burkhead even, who I think is back as well. They've just not been as productive out of the backfield, and I think that is really hurting Tom Brady. Well, Sony Michelle is historically bad catching the ball. Well, at least it's, he at least he uh he can he can sustain the run a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, James White's the in there for a reason. Back. Yeah. But uh, production out of the backfield is what I'm saying. Yeah, the final game of the week we had. Well, there's two. There's two more to talk about. Okay. It's Sunday night game. Another just horrible game to watch. Rams it was a Bears. bad game to watch. Yeah, uh, I knew that was gonna be bad. Bears the, are awful to watch. I, Bears are not good for TV. I can't understand how the Bears could be could get this bad. Why? Why did they get rid of Jordan Howard? Because they seem to like have something the last few years. He did. Yeah. I don't. I don't get. Must have obviously been this Montgomery guy. They must have saw something. They're just their offense was not this bad the last two years. Yeah, like I know you can say the defense hasn't been as good as it was last year, which is true. I mean, how did this offense become so 
horrible. Like yeah. there's still people even, there. Even those years when they weren't even that great of a team, their offense still at least can move a little bit. But it, it Mitch is hard to watch. Trubitsky. But I mean, yeah. he wasn't this bad last year. Like he's, obviously he was a problem. Like this guy, there's a question mark if he's going to lead you a Super Bowl. This is like a question mark. Does he ever belong on a field again? Well, he's gonna. He may given how productive Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson have been thus far in their careers. He may be one of the worst picks uh, in, ever <laughs> when it's all said and done. I mean, a lot of teams yeah. had him high on their board, um, but, you know, they were even talking about it last night. And didn't, or, like, excuse me, the Bears kind of surprise people with how early they took him? Well, apparently, or they traded up. apparently I it was something. from what I understand, a lot of executives had Mitchell Trubisky a lot higher than the, you know, Todd McShay's, Mel Kuypers of the world did. Yeah, sure. So apparently he was held in more high regard uh, internally than the media had him. Um, but man, just not good at all. And the Rams offense looked terrible. Um, I mean, Todd Gurley looked a lot better. He doesn't look like Todd Gurley because he Uh, he cannot plan off that knee. It's just not him. Uh, I mean, the Rams were down, uh, Brandon cook still with a concussion. And then, uh, 90 minutes before game time, they found out Robert Woods wasn't going to be there with a personal matter. Um, so, you know, that obviously hurts. That's huge because when you're game planning, you got Cooper cup on one side and you got Robert Woods on the other, and they're kind of the battery coming across the middle of the field. But uh, Josh Reynolds stepped up a little bit. Jared Goff looked okay, although he didn't have to throw 60 times, which is nice uh, as a Rams fan to see him be able to do that. The right side of the line, they kind of found a little battery with Bobby Evans on the right side there. So it was a boring game. Um, and it, uh, I saw a statistic. Uh, the Raiders have the same amount of sacks this year as the Bears. Uh-huh. Which is big if you know that they so, traded Khalil Mack. So we didn't talk about the Raiders game, which because it's kind of embarrassing for them, they barely beat the Bengals at home. They did. Um, yeah, I do want to say this: Max Crosby, he's kind of a hot yeah. name right now. I think yeah. he had seven sacks the last two, two X's. Weeks. Max two X's. Yeah. Um, it's fool's gold. He he probably played the worst two offensive lines in the NFL <laughs> yeah. in consecutive weeks, and he just feasted. So. And yeah. they, I mean, they played the makes Jets a big this week, so I mean, yeah, it's, and it's the, not getting much better. No, it's not. So I mean, he's really, they're the, really feasting. They actually showed something about how going into last night's game with the Chiefs and Chargers, that the Raiders, I didn't even realize they were tied with the they Chiefs are. at the time. And the Chiefs haven't and had their bye yet. They go and they play the Jets. We could go into week 13 with both of them sitting at 7-4, and four, which is easily, pretty amazing. Easily. They don't think they have a very tough schedule. They don't. They have a very the easy schedule on the rest of the way. But they do face the Chiefs again. And Patrick Mahomes, if you want to talk about feasting, he loves playing that Oakland defense. He sure does. Yeah, that game's in Kansas City. They already beat them in Oakland. So. Yeah, they, he's, yeah, that was my biggest uh, fantasy with uh, – Your biggest fantasy? I mean, my biggest okay. fantasy week here with, uh, <laughs> with, with Patty Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes was the, uh, when they played uh, against Oakland. Yeah, so. yeah, that's uh, – But uh, speaking of those other two AFC West teams – yeah, big Monday night battle. Or at least we thought it was last last year. We had a uh, a Estadio prime time. Azteca. Yeah. The game got canceled because a uh, Shakira concert tore up the thank field. Thank God, as a Rams and, fan, thank God they didn't. Play and that I was game. and that's what I wanted to talk about. I don't like. I mean, I'm sure the there's in the stands and outside of the stands. I'm sure there's a lot of fun. I'm sure there's a lot of music and food and whatnot. But that game should not be played on that field until they figure it out because there was. I heard someone today was talking about how like when Melvin Gordon did like a landed on the field, his knee. Hit the grass and the grass popped up like Tiger Woods using like a wedge or something. (laughs) And it's so true. It's like it was just so bad. I mean, and it's like, I'll tell you what, the stadium looks cool, but I also did notice something yesterday. Tyron Matthew dropped a wide open interception that he probably could have fair caught. And he dropped it and he's looking at his teammate. He's even pointing up at the lights. And then twice, uh, King on the kick return dropped up one. One of them 
He should have caught the other one. I don't know what he was thinking, trying to catch it over his head. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that stadium the way it was? Is it's open and you did have all those crazy lights up at the top, so it did look like that did distract and then there's a like couple a of players. Little roof that comes over, like it's not a big roof, but like that goes around so that, the stadium. And that I, ball definitely disappears for a little was bit. Was it just me, or did it look like the entire country of Mexico was in that stadium? Seventy-six thousand people. There was so a shit ton of people. There was in that a good stadium. portion of that country there. Yeah, I Man. mean, aside from the field, I think that was that was a great showing. It was also, yeah. I mean, I said that's that's more excitement at a Chargers home game oh, than it's been all, all season. <laughs> and it, was and it makes well, sense. Travis Kelsey the, said that. Yeah, I don't well, know if you saw ma- Travis Kelsey's quote. It does make sense. The Chargers, the Kelsey's are the closest like the team to Mexico. Like, yeah, for sure. So it's like, oh, it would make sense that they only have, if the Raiders were there would it probably be a little <laughs> bit so, more. Yeah, of a home game. They, they did play. Uh, was that two, three years ago? Yeah, with they the did. laser pointer. Oh yeah. Raiders oh, Cowboys. Pointer, that's right. Raiders Cowboys. Raiders Cow- oh man, that is like, yeah, those two teams. Uh, those are the Mexico. two uh, favorite teams of the Latin culture. Oh, the Latin, I would Latinx, say. Latinx, yeah. Latinx. The Latinx. Yeah, right. it was. Uh, it was an interesting game. Phil, Philly Rivs was talking a bunch yeah. of, of uh, PG thirteen smack. I'd like to you hear not even PG thirteen. I think it's just PG. <laughs> it probably is just PG. I'd like yeah, to hear uh, your thoughts though, Andy Rivers. It's your team. It's your favorite team. So you're the Charger insider, Philip Rivers. Newton? Has now thrown, what is it, seven picks in the last two games, including four last night? I mean, you're the Charger fan. What would you like to see, or what do you think needs to happen there? I don't think interceptions are as big of an indicator as people think. I mean, I think it was a very bad timing to have these games on national TV. People <laughs> love to, you know, enjoy other people's failures. It's it's our society. Oh, absolutely. It's just how it works. That's Twitter. It's, I mean, it's sad when it's the people you like getting, you know, roasted. Yeah. But he deserves it. Um, against the Raiders, like one of them wasn't his fault. The guy fell and it went right to the safety. And this game, his first pick was really a fumble, which I think if I was Frank Clark, I'd be like, go review that. I want that sack. Yeah. Cause otherwise he just gets nothing on that play. It's like, oh, yeah. nothing happened. Yeah. Um, so well, I don't think, th- and then one of the interceptions was basically a, like a punt that that's the Philip Rivers experience. He's done that his whole career. Well, what he uh, had the one at the end of the game, right? Well, what the about the, the, so the one you're saying was a the, punt? The, the, the second to last one where he okay, just threw it gotcha. deep to that guy. Yeah, and so what, that guy didn't make a what play. What are your the, thoughts on that last play? I mean, tossing it up to your five foot. Well, six. It was. Five, let me let me defend you up. before you go here. Austin Eckler has more receive more uh, receiving yards no, like, on the backfield like than the, any other like running back in the NFL. So I, I like the target, but I'm you do have Keenan Allen and and well, what, Mike Williams, Williams just made a phenomenal catch yeah. to save the keep the game going well, on, over the whole still talk about country of Mexico as well. It was the right read. He didn't put enough air on it. Eckler, so, Eckler's going to Sorensen is trash. I was, I was just about to say. Yeah, they had mentioned earlier in the game that they were going teams after him the whole game. Teams pick on Sorensen, and I agree. I think he had it, but it's like at times, and I'll give it to you. Rivers is what thirty six years old. That elevation is very high, and we even talked about how players look tired. I have to imagine that. Oh, they were all, Rivers' they all age the at the end of that game. You're exhausted, and he it just. And plus, you have guys, big boys running after you. I mean, it's not as easy as it looks saw, from sitting on your couch. I saw a video of Patrick Mahomes in pregame throw oh, on 70, 70 yards. yards. Yeah, it's an, and, and they Butker actually, was hitting 70 yards field say, goals, Butker too. Butker was warming up from 71. Jesus. I think at that point, as you're a kicker and a quarterback that have legs and arms like that, you're just having fun. Right. You're like, oh, this is the altitude. The well, ball, like, fucking floats out there. I think we would have seen more. if I think if Tyreek Hill didn't go out early in oh, that game. We would have seen more bombs. We would have seen yeah. some bombs from Patrick Mahomes. Why not yeah. just, if you're on the 20-yard line on a second down, send Tyreek Hill, but, uh, try to Get, get him matched up one-on-one and just throw it 70 yards. Definitely, though, if it's your 
favorite team out there or it's your fantasy players out there, you're holding your breath a good majority of the game because that field has claimed some ACLs. It's a, it's a scary field Again, to play at. that's why at. I was so happy they rescheduled that and, game last uh, year with the uh, and Chiefs honestly, and the, the Rams. I think it was better they did because, let's be frank, if that game's in Mexico last year, we don't get that 54-51 game highest scoring game in the NFL the history. The fact that that game was Maybe like that because it, it, it was in L.A., <laughs> right? Yeah, I it guess wasn't. you're right. I, 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 mean, think, I think the elevation hurts the defense more, in, but in I my opinion. But, but I think yeah. that field is just so bad. I just don't look at it as... You know, I hope we never. Field, I, maybe, I I hope they never play a game there. I'm, I would be okay as an NFL fan if they never played a game there. They'll ever. keep playing games there, I think, because of the turnout and they seem to the, a lot of energy there. But if they do, they really, really, really have to do some of that field. Well, they said and before the, the game NFL it was a plus. It was no, an A plus that, condition. I mean, if that's an A plus for Mexico, I mean, they that's, said that. That's what the a, NFL it was a said. C minus for the NFL. I mean, they showed yeah. them at halftime, like the people, and like I mean, they, this is this is what they're good at, right over there. It's patching up well, the, the fields there. Well, Andy yeah. said it, not us. But yeah. yes, that's probably correct. That is an Andy's take. Yeah. Not that's a, Andy's take, not us. Not but a Tony's yes. take. Yes. But the, they need to like definitely figure out that field. Definitely. Yeah. But, but uh, my thoughts on, on Rivers is they're not going to do any better with Tyrod Taylor. So just just like ease up on it. He, he's nearing the end of his career. But I think they tried to build it like, okay, this so is the last run. I was going to say, is, is he there next year then? He's a free agent, so it really depends on... Well, he'll be free, all right. But my, my feeling is that there are plenty of teams who would be better off with Phil Rivers at quarterback than what they have right now, and as, your team included. Yeah, um, maybe I, I think, Roethlisberger doesn't come back. I'd I think he's really shaken. Big Head was not throwing through a lot of picks. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, I wouldn't mind Rivers. Or maybe the three But I think I don't Allens. think it's a team like that that he goes to. I think it'll be more of a team like maybe well, no, Tennessee cause, cause hopefully or Chicago. Well, it's supposed to be Chicago. He said he would go to Chicago. No, but I'm saying I think because even if Roethlisberger didn't come back, I think, you know, they have a young quarterback already. It's like I think he needs to go to a team where it doesn't look like there's much hope behind them. Yeah. And I think that's Chicago, Chicago. and Tennessee also. Well, if Mariota yeah. doesn't. But Tannehill's but Tannehill's- good. And Tannehill is still young. Tannehill's like, sneaky good. Sometimes. Isn't Tannehill like only his like fifth or sixth year? Sixth yeah. year? No, but he's he's old. You remember because oh, he, he played baseball? He did. That's right. Fuck. I think he's already thirty-two or something. Oh yeah. boy. Wow. Uh, he was it. already married with kids. I think when he oh, was. Oh, he, he is. He married up too. That I don't know if you've ever she seen his wife. Smoker. She is a smoker. She is a smoker. She is a smoker. To the smoke. She's like a hot sauna. Like you go in there and it's like Ooh, you can't like see an anything infrared anymore. hot sauna, huh? Yeah. yeah, smoker. So I don't think people really understand how bad that offensive line situation is for the Chargers that the guy playing left tackle was playing at like Sioux Falls University last year like he was when they drafted him it's like this guy is a project he should not see the field at all in the beginning and they just have to it's just just an emergency and they've just done a terrible job building depth on the offensive line the one game that Okug played the Chargers kicked the Packers ass and And he's supposed to be back next week from what I heard right yeah it's not that serious an injury but that guy's always hurt yeah he's old too I don't. I, that's you got to have more stability, but it's just there's just not enough out there. Like, what where's are you gonna do? King Dunlap. That's what they used to have. And no, where is work. he now? It doesn't work. Is he working on a shrimp there's fishing many, boat somewhere? There's too many guys who just offensive linemen are unreliable. They can't stay yeah. healthy. It's a, it's a well, hard they, position I mean, to play. They definitely get hit every. I mean, yeah, every you get play they're falling on your legs all the time. And those are when the big boys going down like that with someone falling on their legs, which happens on almost every run play. You can almost say it's it's it is a tough position to keep healthy i mean you see every game you see an offensive lineman or defensive lineman someone's going down you know it's it's, it's tough uh, yeah rams are hurt right now on the offensive it's a tough line. it's a definitely a tough position to play with what uh and what, and what you saw is it happens all the time but like like frank clark is a, is a really good player he's not he's not as good as cleo mack 
but when he's going against this uh, guy who's playing in oh, looks yeah. like a clue. who's playing on the JV team last year, oh, yeah, he was having a, he was having a, Frank Clark looked like he was having a real good time out there last night. Yeah, for he sure. definitely was. And then it also helps when if you want to go a step further and say it's on a older quarterback who's not as mobile. Yeah, it helps even more. Yep. You know, Lamar Jackson probably if he's coming at him, he could get away. I'm sure more times than not, but I'm sure when they break through, they see Philip Rivers. You have a different strategy like, oh, against uh, quarterbacks like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm just, just saying, it's like when you break through when, that, what, you see. I think teams have now realized when you're playing Rivers with this offensive line, just attack. attack and I don't think. Like, well, and I think with Philip Rivers is, and I just know it's just that feisty personality he's got. But he, like most quarterbacks, but more definitely Rivers, he's not the type of guy that's just going to take the sack. He'd rather just be like, fuck it. Yeah, like, let's, yeah, let's hope for the best. Threw a side armor up there, but it definitely he, he know, gets into it. I think. Oh the, yeah, he definitely the does. The block I, that he didn't get. It was close. He whiffed. He was, was wanting to hit that guy. That oh, was yeah. that wasn't like oh a quarterback trying to duck out. He was trying to hit that guy. <laughs> hey, that, you got to respect that. Same thing with when those kickers go down there and want some blood. I mean, you you want a guy like that on your team. Well, I mean, or 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 let me play. Let me put a different perspective out there. Maybe he's got eight kids. Maybe he just wanted to die. <laughs> That could have been it too. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I, Ominous cooch. Yeah, I'm just. I'm. I'm that's just. Just don't let me go back. He's like holding. Yeah. Frank Clark, please God, just do it. Please God. He's like <laughs> walking the streets in Mexico City, hoping the cartels come and kidnap him. What if it, like he gets traded to Chicago and he's like, I uh, he tells his family, like, I'm, I'm doing this one alone. <laughs> Yeah, San Diego's be, a better place for you. This is going to be a solo mission. You stay here with the kids, honey. <laughs> I don't need you guys. You guys don't want to be in Chicago, trust me. Oh, children. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I think, is that, uh, I think, all we got here? That was another I enjoyed it. jam-packed sports. I mean, I think the sports with Kuchwa is going to be here regularly now. I think the uh, sports is going to be a lot more info and a lot more jam-packed. So, definitely... Share our knowledge around with people because it's good knowledge. Yeah, really like, is. share, subscribe. I always wanted to say that. There he is. Well I always done. wanted to say that. You're now an influencer, yeah. I think. Yep. He's a pro. Yes. Well, you've been listening to episode 144 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had Off-Road Stretch Andy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Tony Pony Cats. Yes, thank you. And Cooch. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> we'll see you later.